0: Technology is quite a resilient sector, but has it been able to maintain its high levels of trust with all these new innovations coming along? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're sitting down with Margot Edelman to find out a bit more about the technology findings from the 2019 Edelman Trust Barometer. Welcome to episode 38 of Side Load. Welcome to Sidelove, a technology podcast from Edelman, London. I'm Jermaine Dallas and on the show today we're taking a deeper dive into the link between tech and trust. Edelman recently published its 2019 Trust Barometer, which polls people about how much they trust brands and institutions to do the right thing. So on episode 32 we spoke, uh, we started the conversation about the overall findings and today we've got some new findings specifically about the technology sector. So, breaking down those figures with me is Margot Edelman. Uh, Margot leads Edelman's emerging technology offering in the US and is based in San Francisco. She's also been presenting the findings of the Trust Barometer at major conferences as well. So, uh, Margot, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me. Excited to be here.
0: Cool, so let's start with this question then. So, well, if you could start by giving us an overview of the the key findings from this year's Trust Barometer related to technology.
1: I'd love to. So what we found this year is that we think that trust in the technology sector is really at an inflection point. Um, So we've seen that for a long time, there is a halo of trust around the technology industry. It is the most trusted sector more than financial services, automotive, food and beverage, you name it, technology is more trusted. It has been this way ever since we've done the survey and continues to be that way this year. And in fact, trust in the tech sector is actually at a five-year high, which might be a little bit surprising given everything we've read in the headlines. Um, We can also see that trust in tech has actually gone up in 17 of the 26 markets that we surveyed. However, if you actually look at trust in tech in Europe, specifically trust in tech in the UK, trust in tech in Germany, we've found that Europe is actually a little bit still skeptical of tech, which probably maybe doesn't come as a surprise to those listening. Yeah, So, But at the same time, the reason we say it's at an inflection point is because there's there's a number of kind of weaknesses overall that we can see in the data as well. So trust in the tech subsectors, so that's autonomous vehicles, blockchain, AI, IoT is significantly lower, sometimes 20 points lower than tech overall. Um, In addition, we can also see that there's a fear of job loss due to technology. So 55% of those surveyed actually say they fear automation or other innovations taking their job away. And then many, in fact 47% of people say that they feel left behind by the pace of innovation. They think that technological innovations are happening too quickly and are leading to changes that are not good for people like me. In addition, and I think this is a particularly interesting data point, the developed world is pessimistic about the future. So in the developed world, the majority of the mass population we surveyed said they don't believe they're gonna be better off five years from now than they are today, which is a pretty scary statistic given that most of our history has been predicated on progress and people don't feel like they're experiencing that. So again, just to wrap up, you know, we can really see there's some, you know, strong positives in the data, but there's also some clear watch outs.
0: Cool. I want to pick up on this point about tech still being the most trusted sector in business. So why do you think that is when there seems to be a lot working against the tech sector from a trust perspective? So whether that's security breaches or fake news, for example.
1: Absolutely. Well, technology has many forms. And so I think when people hear the word technology and it's, you know, how, the question is how much do you trust you know, technology companies to do what's right? I think they think about technology as their iPhone. It's your computer. It's your ability to order an Uber quickly and get somewhere. So it has all of these very clear benefits to your life that you associate with technology. However, when you start putting other words in there, not technology, but the different aspects of technology, blockchain, artificial intelligence, IOT, automation, that's when people start to get nervous and maybe they don't understand it, maybe they're worried about the impact of of a specific technology on their life, that's when you can see trust start to weaken.
0: Sure. So there's also the point to bear in mind that um, that tech isn't just a standalone sector anymore. So it um, it affects all industries these days. So is technology able to increase trust in other industries?
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's a really good question. You know, I think, for example, a lot of financial services firms have tried to rebrand themselves as tech. Um, And I think a lot of times it's almost like tech washing a little bit in the sense that if they can brand themselves as a technology company, it's like, Oh no, we're not actually just managing people's money. We're, you know, creating innovations that do good for the world, et cetera. Um, what I would say is that I think it needs to be more than just a perception thing. It needs to be more than just PR. If all it is is just kind of changing around the way you're pitching a company, but you're not changing the business. I think that can only go so far. I think people see through that. I think if you really kind of want to get that kind of tech halo, what you really need to do is associate yourselves with the benefits that technology provides and actually demonstrate how you've changed your business and how your business is changing people's lives for the better.
0: We're going to find out how all this affects the way that tech firms communicate. But first, let's take a quick listen to this from the last episode of Sideload, where we looked at the future of Search. Algorithms are constantly being updated. I mean, Google's actually updated up to 600 times a year, so that's about twice a day. It's constantly changing. Uh, The the Penguin update, designed to combat unethical link building practices, they've given us fair warning of these so people know what to do to their websites to get them in line before these updates come through. Um, One thing that we notice from all of these updates is they're all designed to make things better for the user. to get better, better search results, so the results that people are seeing, it's more relevant, and more useful, and so they have a better user experience of the websites that they land on. listening to Sideload and we're delving into the technology related findings from this year's Trust Barometer. Vice President Margot Edelman is here with me to do that. So uh, Margot, um, there's currently a lot of pessimism about the future related to technology. So what can businesses do to change that feeling of doom and gloom?
1: Perfect. Well, we actually think that the data shows this year that there is a clear mandate for tech companies to play a bigger role in society, that people want technology companies to step up and have a bigger impact. So the majority of people we surveyed actually said they want technology companies to do more around emerging skills. So 77% actually agreed that tech companies should play a larger role to help ensure that our education system keeps pace with the skills people are going to need in the future. So they don't just, people don't just want training to be left to the government, to be left to schools. They actually want companies to take an active role in helping people either train or retrain for the skills they're going to need. Um, do in they don't have
0: resources to do that.
1: Um, well, if you're, you know, just kind of looking at, you know, the profits some of these companies are making, you know, Amazon, Microsoft, et cetera, you know, I think, again, it's really about making a commitment and, and devoting some of the profits to that. And, you know, from that, we can actually see that the majority of people believe that companies should both increase profits and better their communities in which they're operating. So they really believe in the double bottom line and want companies to be acting that way. They don't necessarily believe that profit should come at the expense of the communities.
0: So there's a clear message then that um, people want tech companies to become better global citizens. So do you think they're detached from the world that they're operating in at the moment?
1: Um that's a really good question. I would say it, it varies on a case by case basis, and I do think that technology companies, especially where I am in the Bay Area are becoming increasingly aware of the communities in which they operate and increasingly kind of tied to the communities in which they operate. For example, you know, Benioff and Salesforce, Benioff has given a huge amount of money personally to better San Francisco. Salesforce, you know, put up Salesforce Tower in the heart of San Francisco. So you can really see examples of companies like Salesforce that are investing locally and saying, you know, we don't just make technology for the world, we're citizens of the communities in which we belong to.
0: Um, but I, I suppose that there is a danger that, um, have we re- reached all the in- the innovation that we can do and now it's just like, um, Creating things for the sake of it, work rather than creating things that solve problems.
1: Um, you know, I, I think you know, and again, this is my my personal opinion. You know, I think obviously having, you know, the the advent of the iPhone meant a huge number of you kind know, of apps based on that. So whether it's you know, Uber is based on the iPhone in some ways, Airbnb. Um, being able to just you know order you know a home right on your phone again all predicated on the iPhone it's basically created an entirely new ecosystem of companies just based on the ability to have kind of a, a smartphone in your pocket and that obviously created a step change. Um, I'm not personally an investor um, so I don't know what's going to come next. If, if I if I did I'd put my money there for sure. But I think you know there is throughout time kind of continually those kind of step change moments like the iPhone and I'm sure we'll have the next one soon.
0: Cool. So how does all this affect the way that businesses plan comms campaigns over the next year?
1: Sure. So, I mean, we have some data that really shows directly what companies should do for their communications. So, you know, we think first it's important for companies to use trusted channels. So what do I mean by that? So we looked at the percent who trust each type of news. So that's search, traditional media and social media. And what we found is that in Europe and then in the US and Canada, trust in search is high to the mid-60s, trust in traditional media is actually high, so New York Times, FT, etc. However, trust in social media is actually in the mid-30s, so it's a 30-point drop between trust in search and traditional media to trust in social. Probably not surprising given everything you've read about Facebook in the last year. Um, and so it's really important to you know of course social media is still important when you're planning your communications campaigns but you know think about what reporter can write about what you're doing think about how to optimize for search because those are channels that are more trusted um, and we also think it's important for companies to activate trusted voices in telling their stories so the most trusted spokespeople for a company are actually a company's technical expert and a company's and an academic expert um, however a CEO board of directors not quite as trusted. Um, and for anybody who's listening who's an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur is also trusted to talk about their own company. So I wanted to quickly highlight that. Um, and then finally, we looked this year at the relationship between employees and their employers. And what we found is that my employer is actually the most trusted institution. Um, so if you look at trust in NGOs, business, government, and media, um, they're all at least 20 points lower than people's trust in their own employers. That's pretty powerful. If you're an employer, your employees can be your best advocates and they trust you more than they trust any other institution as a source of news.
0: Well, um, Margot, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. And thank you so much to you for listening to this episode of Sideload. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And if you want to get in touch, then don't forget to send us an email, sideload at See you next time.